90 days, no payment for business internet. Business owners, you can experience that with Iris Networks. Their website, irisnetworksusa.com. When you go to their website, you will see that they specialize in business internet, fiber internet, and voice. High quality, local, serving the great state of Tennessee. It is a Tennessee business that is connecting Tennessee businesses as Iris Networks. IrisNetworksUSA.com. All right, Ben, where are you going for today's Attaboy? Going to Memphis for today's Attaboy. And Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. I, I Memphis, hate to be Memphis, somber Memphis, before Memphis, Memphis. giving out an Attaboy, but do want to send thoughts and prayers uh, to West Tennessee, to, to Memphis, and specifically the, the Collierville community after uh, the shooting at the local grocery store. Yesterday, I, I know a lot of pain in that community this morning after yesterday's incident. Uh, so just want to send our thoughts and, and prayers and, and good vibes, happy vibes that way. And want to, to give Memphis an attaboy because they put Eve Pons on a two-way contract. Eve Pons gets today's attaboy uh, because he has moved from an Exhibit 10 contract to a two-way contract. And a two-way contract in the NBA allows Eve Pons to go up and down from the Grizzlies to their minor league team, their G League team, the Memphis Hustle, uh, pretty much whenever. The the Grizzlies can call him up for a, a Friday night game against LeBron and then have him playing down in South Haven, over in South Haven. I think uh, the Memphis Hustle play in South Haven. Um have have Pons playing for, for them on, on a Saturday night. And, and this is great for Pons' development because he can get some, some big league minutes. But also, since he, he would obviously be at the end of the bench with the Grizzlies, they can also send him down to the hustle and allow him to get plenty of minutes that he's not getting with the Grizzlies so that he can continue to develop. And, and my favorite part about this, Wayne, is who the Grizzlies cut to make room for this. Harrison? No, Andrew Harrison's been gone. Talk about Bummy McBumface. That's the bummiest McBumfaces of all the bummiest McBumfaces. They cut Carson Edwards, the former Purdue Oh, he's a superstar. good he's a, he's a good dude, though, man. He killed Tennessee's hopes and dreams. What do you mean he's a good dude? I don't care if he's a good fault. dude. What's the referee's fault for calling that terrible, I don't care if he's, terrible, terrible foul? I don't care if he's the basketball Jesus. He killed Tennessee. I mean, he didn't really kill Tennessee. It was it was Klein that killed Tennessee. Who's selling insurance somewhere right now. So Eve Pons gets today's attaboy. You going to give uh, your Chicago White Sox an atta, attaboy before we get to Volstorm? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh yeah, get, get get that cap that you that, that you thought you lost a couple months ago and was afraid to buy a new one because you knew the moment that, that, that you bought a new one, that one was going to show up and – Oh, by the way, it's, it's what your wife got you for your birthday. Yeah, grab that hat. Oh, 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 look at the swag. Oh, so much swag. Oh, oh, man, you look like the, the White Sox version of 50 Cent. Oh, 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 I'll take you to the candy shop. Oh, boy. I don't need to, I don't need to sing any more lyrics. Uh, please, please stop singing right now. You sound more like... I take you to the candy shop. You sound more like Penny than you do 50 Cent. Hey, man. Watch your mouth. Chicago White Sox, baby. I try AL Central you. champions. We ain't done yet, though, man. We ain't done yet. 
This is this is like the tax layer bowl for us, man. We not we not celebrating too much. No, I the the playoffs are going to be a ton of fun. I, I know it's baseball, but the the Rays and, and White Sox appear to be headed towards a, a collision to get to the World Series. And if it does work out that way, the White Sox versus the Rays will be so much fun to watch. Right, will you watch your White Sox in the postseason, or maybe wait and see if they make the World Series? No, I watch them in postseason. Postseason games are fun, man. Yeah, postseason games are fun. Uh, good news. Good news. I like good news. Oh, I love I love good news too. Um, so last night in the um, Alcoa West game, uh, very scary moment there. Um, Alcoa player went in for a routine tackle and um, was was laying there on the football field for a long time. The ambulance had to come out. Uh, the ambulance, no, the uh, stretcher had to come out, and uh, they put him in the ambulance and took him to the hospital. Uh, and uh, that was that was Jordan Cox there from Alcoa, a really good player. And uh, his father tweeted out that thanks for all the prayers, guys. Jordan's CT scan was normal, so uh, great news for uh, the Cox family and the Alcoa uh, Tornadoes family. And as I was watching, um, once they loaded him on the stretcher, you can see, obviously, mom went out there. And, and after they loaded him in the stretcher, she was over there, like, hyping up the other the defense. Like, let's go, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And so uh, that just whole scene was, was, was what makes high school sports special. Um, Alcohol got the win. And double overtime on the last play of the game, fourth down, needed to score to win. And they they do it on a, a rollout throw pat throwback pass to the other side of the field to a running back man it was uh it was it was an electric scene and uh, what's had the light show going on which every school in Knox County has not every school but West West certainly certainly has it which school doesn't I know there's a, only a few schools that that. That have it. I don't think all the schools have. It. I was told that Knox County bought the light show for everybody. Really? Mm-hmm. Right. At least that's what I was told at the beginning of the season. Well, we'll see, man. As I've the seen season it everywhere goes I've been. Carnes, Carnes had it. Powell has it. If it's it. Knox County, then you 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 may be right because you know Maryville does not have it, but Maryville's not Knox County, so you you may be right there. But it was it was that's a, a uh, it was a it was it was a good game, and um, you know just add a boy to. the Caleb Cox for uh, Jordan Cox, excuse me for you know being okay and um, coming back with a normal CT scan. All right, let me take a look at the text box. But first, let's get to the phones. Double dipping Volstorm. Double dipping storm. Good morning. Really, you couldn't have saved the ambulance story till after my phone call. What a horrible lead in. It was a it was a great ending. He's okay. Fitting, if you ask me. He's okay. He's okay. Hey, why don't you go back to the school and wait in line to pick up your kids? I feel like I need to if I'm going to be first. Yeah, we'll get Stokes back in here. I feel like I need to go right now to be first. I was, <laughs> you know, a couple days ago, I got there at one fifty-five. Fifty minutes before dismissal, which is at 245 for elementary schools. I was fifth in line. I was so mad, man. 
I want to be first. Why? If I if I'm there that early, I want to be first. Why are you there that early? Because I had to be somewhere. I had to be back home at three to do the practice for our um, virtual tailgate show alumni association that we do every Friday, which we will be doing today at twelve thirty on the alumni Facebook UT alumni Facebook and YouTube page. So I went. Wednesday, I had to come back home really quickly to practice for that. So, it was the first one of the year. I had to make sure everything was good to go. So, that's why. Had to hurry up and get Boys, back. you can tell it's Florida week. Everybody's lost their damn mind. Man, it's like it's like a full moon. <laughs> well, it actually was a full moon. That's the funny well, that part. Ex- that explains it then. Even got uh-huh. people thinking they can call in twice. We got, uh, we got Swain Event on Swain Event Crime. We got people doing rap battles against old men. What the hell's wrong with you people? You need to focus on the enemy. I want nothing to do with rap battles. Nothing. The boy need to fire his rap coach. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you was listening with me. That, nope, 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 nope. I got receipts. I don't know what you're talking about. I plead the fifth. <laughs> New phone, who this? New phone, who this? New phone. Dear Lord. Guys, one thing everybody needs to remember is that it's all just fun on the show. Don't take it seriously. And definitely don't have any, don't let it affect your health. Dear Lord, this show ain't that important. Yeah, sure. Sure not, unless it's making it better. Making your health better. Kind of like tussing. Like, like tussing for the soul. Exactly. People need to that could be your first again. book, Swain. Say it again, Volstorm. Since you're a multimedia star, your first book could be called Tussing for the Soul. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Is he really a multimedia star if everything he does is pretty much radio with a side of a television sprinkled in on Sunday? Damn, well, he's got radio. He's got television. I mean, he he has more guest appearances than uh, Chris Lowe these days. Hey, that is not true. Well, wait, wait till this new uh, SEC documentary comes out that Kenny Chesney is, is producing about the voices of, of the SEC. Chris Lowe is going to make several appearances. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait. When are we really going to talk about George Eward being the – the real Hollywood around here. That, that's what we all need to start converging on. Us, Chris Lowe, is that George Ewart is the, the true celebrity around here. That, that's, that's how you know the man's got real power. He, he stays, you know, he's affecting everything, but he never quite puts his name out there. You only hear little hints in the, in the wind. That's right. But y'all talking about me being Hollywood. Whatever. Whatever. I'm just trying to work hard. That's all, man. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to work hard. That's it. <laughs> We're proud of you for not being. Wayne, I'm gonna get your take on this. I asked, um, you know, Harrison Baylor Stokes and Brian Maurer McKee about this. <laughs> Is um, are we a little worried about uh, Milton overthrowing the ball with uh, Florida's DB? Uh, I'm worried about him throwing the ball against any DBs until he stops doing it. 
Well, but I mean, Nat, you know, we're not facing Pittsburgh. We're not facing Tennessee Tech. We're not facing. Uh, I don't even remember who the first opponent was. Now, Bowling Green. How dare you disrespect Bowling Green? Him? That's right. That's right. Who but have won a game we're this facing, year? Now we're facing Florida, who has good DB. No, they don't. They'll be the. They'll be. They're better. not your typical Florida DBs, like I illustrated earlier. Yeah, but we're Tennessee. They'll be better than what we faced so far this year, probably. Yeah, but that's not saying much. Well, Missouri's we, DBs would be better than what we faced. How have this year. we played against those DBs this year? Yeah, but we're talking about overthrows, not the receivers not getting open. Mm-hmm. Set your hate to the side real quick. I ain't got no hate, man. I'm just it's just truth. You haven't connected on them, so it don't really matter. Go ahead, Volstone. Continue, sir. Guys, like I said, we need to, everybody needs to come together as a fan base. Heifel, you're going to figure out a way to win because, you know, basically this we're trying to eat each other out here. Every fan base? You like, mean everybody inside this fan base? Oh, yes. Got you. And, um, Last thing before I go, um, free triple OG. See you, man! When the Lions win, he can free himself. But he will not be free until the Lions act like a real NFL team and win a game. Just win a game. It ain't that hard. Just so win a game. Answer of Allstorm's question about the overthrows? What was it? What was the question again? Are, are you more concerned about the overthrows since it's against Florida's defensive backs? Yeah, I'm more concerned about the overthrows more against Florida because a missed opportunity against Florida, that can, it can get you beat. The margin of error is smaller. So, I mean, in terms of like – In being, terms of them like picking the pass off, if some, it, if something like that. Yeah, if it's, if it's overthrown and neither DB or receiver – can catch it. I mean, it's just an incomplete pass. That's how but I if it's over, if it's if it's overthrown, where we're running a post route or deep route, and the DB is on top of the receiver, we have failed to get behind the D, the DB. And if it's an overthrow, then yeah, it concerns because the DB can go pick it off like a punt, uh, so to speak. But you know, Milton's bad overthrows have have been so far out of reach that neither the receiver or the DB can get it. And sometimes that's okay. But you can't miss opportunities against a team like Florida and expect to win. Like, you're only going to have so many chances to capitalize, to hit those deep shots. Remember all the things that have to happen for a deep shot to be completed. I mean, you got to have protection up front with all – Five, six, seven guys. Um, you would like to be able to send multiple receivers out, but the more you send out, the less protection you have. If you don't send out enough, then you can have multiple DBs key in on the receiver. So you you ideally want one on one on the outside, and to do that, you need the, the right number of wide receivers. And so you, you kind of have to have a perfect storm if you want to take deep shots. And then your running backs. Have to be able to block, and then you got to have your quarterback making a good throw, and you got to have your receiver winning, winning at the line of scrimmage, winning throughout the route, 
running through the catch. So there's just a lot of things that have to happen to connect on deep passes, which is why it's a small um, you know, success rate. And other routes and other throws yield you um, better results um, m- most of the time. So when you have those opportunities, you got to hit them. So to answer Volstorm's question again, yeah, I mean, it worries me more just because – you know, an incomplete pass against Florida hurts you more than an incomplete pass against Bowling Green. You can still go back and run another play, pick up a first down, and still win the game by 32 points. Uh, Nelson, you are tripping on the text box. I'm going to let you know that. Uh, P. Riley Vet, yes, I would take a Vols win this weekend if it meant the Yankees got swept and don't even think twice about it. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to have some chance to make plays down the field in terms of at least having the opportunity to connect on the deep ball. Will they connect on the deep ball? I don't know. That, that, <laughs> that's a different uh, conversation. I think Hendon Hooker is capable of, of pushing the ball down the field. He is. Uh, he, he's not going to do it with, with the type of arm strength of a Joe Milton, but that, that's not necessarily a bad thing if Joe can't learn to throw with anticipation or learn how to, to adjust to, to – the throw that he needs to, to make in a particular situation. I mean, he puts zero touch on his ball. I mean, it's a line drive every single time, and that, that's not great. And I, I think Hendon Hooker can, can be more of a passer than a thrower in those situations. And I, I think there, there's going to be an opportunity for Tennessee there to hit on some big plays. Will they? I don't know. It, it'll come down to whether the O-line can, can, can be solid and if – if the receivers can handle their business, if the quarterbacks can can handle their business. But as I illustrated uh, early on, Swain, when, when you were dropping the kiddos off at school, Florida's DBs are not what they, they used to be and, and what they typically are. Not saying that they're bad, but it, it's the biggest question mark outside of Emory Jones on that football team. The, it, they have Kyra Elam on one side, who is a stud. He, he is legitimately good. But his his status for tomorrow night's game is is in serious question. He may not even play, and he's really the only DB that Florida trusts back there. So you have Kyrie Elam on one side, typically, and then you're relying on a redshirt freshman in Avery Helm or true freshman Jason Marshall on the other side, and those two have been very inconsistent. Now, all of a sudden, if Kyrie Elam can't go, you've got a redshirt freshman on one side, a true freshman on the other, and both of those guys have been severely inconsistent through the first three games of the season. And we'll, we'll see where Valus Jones is at uh, going into the weekend, but he's a vet and theoretically should be able to get open against a redshirt freshman or a freshman be able to handle his business. Javante Payton is an older guy. Cedric Tillman, an older guy. There are, there are some experienced receivers on this roster, whereas Florida is going to be lacking experience on the perimeter potentially if – Kyrie Elam cannot play. Even with Kyrie Elam, they're going to be relying on one of those young youngsters to, to be on the other side. So there, there's an opportunity there to, to make plays. Whether Tennessee does it or not is, is a different question. Young DBs tend to have problems with adjusting to underthrown balls. And so this is why it's important not to have those overthrown balls if Milton is out there. Um, or even if Hendon's out there. He had an overthrown ball too, but it's important to give your receiver a chance because young, young DBs tend to not flip their head around 
and pick up PI calls because they're trying to get used to um, the physicality of the game and the rules of the game. So uh, give your receiver a chance. Take advantage of a young, inexperienced DB. Um, one thing that Florida's going to have at the DB position, they're going to have guys that can run, so expect that. But um, you can take advantage of the inexperience by keeping the ball in play. Uh, there's no better time right now to upgrade your essential home systems than this month and doing it with Hiller. Hiller is offering you credits for your old home system. You can trade in your old HVAC unit and earn up to $1,500 credit towards new select systems. Also, you can upgrade from a standard water heater to a tankless and earn up to $500 with your trade. Trade up uh, with a new electrical panel and earn up to $500 in credit for your old one. Hiller's work is backed by the Happy You'll Be or Service is Free Guarantee. And Hiller's technicians are continuing to take measures to keep you and your family safe and healthy on every single call. Got some good stuff here on the text box. We'll get to it right after we take a quick timeout. Stay with the Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 
After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at swainevent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. The official UT Knoxville license plates are now available from county clerks across the state of Tennessee, $15 of your $35 annual specialty plate fee supports the student scholarships at UT. Talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu for more information. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. Hope you are having a wonderful Friday. Uh, ben, are you having a good Friday? Uh, no, my sports weekend is already off to a terrible start. Hmm. Why is that? Uh, last night's football game, although I did win $2 on it because I picked the Panthers to cover. Uh, Chris McCaffrey is the, the, the best player on my fantasy football team. And he got hurt, like, real early and don't, barely played. So Don't you care about him, though, as a person? No, I don't. Oh. I care about my fantasy football team. Gotcha. And he uh, obviously did not do enough strength and conditioning over the offseason to allow himself to, to get injured. But and, what, about, uh, what about his feelings and how he feels? So that's my, my first weekend. I don't care about Christian McCaffrey. Although he does uh, represent for us white running backs out here. So maybe I need to. You ain't no running back. I am. You, you just haven't seen my old NCAA football teams where I put myself at running back. And I just, whew. This white boy be running all over, folks. Christian McCaffrey, your spirit select, animal. Select few of us. So uh, the the ones that that we do have, we have to back back as as tough as we can. Just like uh, Will Shipley, the the kid at Clemson. Let's go, Will. We need you. We Who? need you, buddy. Former five star, plays running back for for Clemson. Fastest guy on the team. White boy, just back there running. Just like uh, in the NBA, not a lot of us, but the Grayson Allen's of the world, especially now that JJ Redick retired, we lost one. Fifteen years, man. We lost one, but bad bad start to my sports weekend. Already going to take an L in fantasy football. I'm sure Florida will throw a hail mary to beat Tennessee. Yankees will get swept by the Red Sox to end their season. Steelers who don't have anybody healthy will lose to the Bengals. 
Ryder Cup going on, I'm sure. USA will lose to Team Europe. White Sox won the division, though, so I'm happy. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm having a good Friday. I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. Excited to see what Tennessee can do tomorrow. I, I think there's, there's some opportunities to make plays and, and make this a, a fourth-quarter game. And that, that, that's all you want right there is for it to be a, a fourth-quarter game. Allow yourself to be in position to make one play to, to win it. And uh, I, I think that opportunity could present itself. Not not going to predict that it will because Florida is the better football team and they have more talent, more depth. It's a home game at night in the swamp. Uh, a lot of things going against Tennessee. And I don't know if you've heard, but Tennessee hasn't had much success in the swamp over the years. Uh, but 18, 18 I just, years. I'm, I'm not – I'm not banking on Emory Jones all of a sudden. He he played really well against Alabama. He did. He did. And so did Florida's offensive line. But Emory Jones, that offensive line, they, they've been inconsistent. So if, if the Emory Jones that played against FAU to start the season and, and USF week two, if, if that Emory Jones shows up, then Tennessee absolutely will, will have a chance to, to make some plays to – be in this ball game, and hopefully, if Emory Jones is is struggling, hopefully, if Florida's offensive line reverts back to its old ways, then Tennessee's offense can make some plays on on offense to to give themselves a, a chance to win the game. So I am genuinely excited to to see how Tennessee handles the first road game in in SEC play under Josh Heupel. Let me hit this text box. Falls deep. You, you, you don't have any sense. Um, Brandon Luckett says, Swain, free trip below. We all know the Lions ain't winning a game this year, and we need to hear him. And at least he made us not fall asleep during um, Dave Tona's phone call. Yeah, but triple below, no, he can't be going that far. Brandon B says, are y'all not concerned about Hooker not pushing the ball downfield? Will be tough to throw the screens and RPO slants versus Florida. On top of that, our run game isn't the best, so I'm sure the box will be stacked. No, I'm not concerned that Hooker is not pushing the ball down the field. I think he can, and uh, he's going to have to. That those deep passes don't have to be 50 yards down the football field. I mean, he can make he can make 30 to 40 yard, you know, throws on the outside. He just has to do a good job of controlling the safety with his with his eyes um, when it's cover one. I think throwing versus man-to-man coverage should be better for Hooker than throwing against zone. And I hope that we're throwing against man because if we're not, that means that Florida's going, all right, we're going to play cover two and stop the run with with, with seven guys in the box, and that would be Tennessee's nightmare. Um, But I don't think Florida's going to do that because that's not their mentality. They're going to get up in your face. They're going to play man-to-man on the outside. Um, But – being you mentioned young DBs and ex- experienced guys playing, inexperienced guys playing because of injury, maybe they, you know, I mean by they, Todd Grantham, maybe he plays some more zone to protect those those young DBs. So uh, we'll see what happens early in the first five minutes, first two possessions of Tennessee offense, and I expect Tennessee's offense staff to make that adjustment. I think something that we missed here this week. It's totally my fault because I, you know, I thought about it. Um, 
But you know, we get we get carried away sometimes on the show, get distracted. How important the first first down is on a drive. It is vital in this football game. And it can't be it can't be predictable. It can't be the all right, first down, let's just run it. You can get ahead of the sticks without running a predictable running play or without having to feel like you got to take a deep shot only for the ball to, to drop incomplete 40 yards down the field, now second and 10. Well, on first down, how about some easy spots type of throws? And what I mean by spots type of throws, I mean – Five-yard hitches, and it can be from the tight end position. It could be the wide receiver position in a bunch formation. But short throws on first down, easy easy calls on first down, that might not get you a first down on first down, but it at least gives you a chance to have it second and four, second and three, it feels second like a, and five. A lot of those short throws will be some sort of wide receiver screen in this offense, what will the receivers need to, to be doing well to to execute those plays? Because it, it's going to be as important that the guys not catching the ball in the perimeter are are doing what they need to do within their blocks to, to open up a, a lane for the guy catching the ball. Well, I lumped that being into a predictable running play, just, you know, just a predictable dive because mm-hmm. we have thrown that quick screen out to the receiver so many times – like I'm expecting that on first down if I'm not expecting to run. And I think Florida's going to be ready for that as well. So, okay, now it's second and seven or you know, second and eight. I mean, you got to – you can come back to that, but I think you got to do some different things on first down that we have not seen on film and we have not seen uh, some spots. We haven't seen some slants. Do you think we will? I don't know, man. I don't either. I, I I don't know. I, I think like, we I think we need to see it. I yeah. don't know if we will see it because I'm not at practice during during the week game week. And if I was at practice, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say anything anyways. And I would still pretend like I didn't see anything. <laughs> um, but I don't know what we're going to see. All I know is that for this offense to really operate with the tempo that it wants to operate with, you got to pick up that first first down. Because if you don't, all you're doing is going three and out with one minute of possession. And now the defense has to go back out there. That's why that Against first – the rushing attack, that yeah. is going to bully them. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the tempo may give Florida some trouble, but the tempo doesn't work unless you get, get that first first down. Right. And so the, the first play of that drive is so crucial, it doesn't have to be a deep shot. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're coming off a turnover, usually that's when – you see offenses take that deep shot, go trick play, take a shot coming off a turnover. That's that's universal. That's in the you know the playbook um, for dummies book. But I, just just be careful trying to trying to go for the goal uh, on on first down because then you put yourself in second down along. That's 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 trouble. I honestly think that kind of depends on who's at quarterback. Honestly, I, I think. Joe Milton is is more likely to go for the gold, as you just put it, than than a Hendon Hooker. Well, it's the fourth game of the season, man. I mean, the things that you did in the first three games, <clears throat> you can't continue to do. People, I mean, you got to change it up. You can't be predictable, and you can't be predictable by play calling and what type of plays you're running with 
with a certain quarterback. So you can't bring in, you know, Hendon Hooker and be like, all right, we're going to do exactly what we did with Hendon in the first three games. Mm-hmm. Well, Florida's not going to play those deep passes. Safeties are not going to play as deep. You got to get them deep. You got you to do the same things. They obviously do different things because they're different physically, but I think you have to do the same things with either one of those quarterbacks because the defenses, the defenses are starting to get a beat. They got three games of film on you. Um, you don't want to be like, oh, here comes this wide receiver. It's a run. Oh, here comes this quarterback. They're not running here or they're not throwing it here. You got to keep them honest. You got to be like – you got you have to, you know, let them know, okay, it's not what we want to do, but we will do it because we know that you're vulnerable and you're not expecting it. Here's my thing with the whole are we going to see something new from the offense this weekend. Yes, it's a possibility, but, again, my thinking is why would they do something against Florida that they did not do against Pittsburgh? Because Pittsburgh was a game that Tennessee needed to win. So I, I personally do not understand the, the purpose of, of holding, holding back against Pittsburgh and, and saving it for Florida. Yes, there will be some things that, that just naturally you save for later in the season. You have to do that, have to, do that to a certain extent with, with particular plays and, and formations or whatever. You, you have to save some things for throughout the season just because you, you want to try to catch, t- catch teams off guard. But I don't, buy, I, don't, I don't buy into that that much. What, that they – They've been holding out. Yeah, I think I think I think people too put way too much stock in that. Yeah, me too. Because like, why would you not like? You need to win the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Each, so why would you hold back against Pittsburgh? Each game should be a Super Bowl. You yeah. know, unless you're playing a Tennessee team that Tech you can, or Bowling Green. Exactly. You can so, be vanilla in those games. Like, but why would you be vanilla against Pittsburgh? You're not holding. You're not holding stuff back when you're in the damn fight of your life against Pittsburgh. You're trying right. to win a game. You don't. You're not worrying about Florida when you're playing Pittsburgh. You're trying to get out of there. So, you know, you're trying to get out of there alive. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be three and zero right now rather than two and one. So I don't, I don't put a ton of stock in. Oh man, the, man, Hyper was holding all this stuff back. No, nah, he wasn't. It was not against Pitt. It was the defense that he was playing. And when you watch the film on Pitt, there's plays that you have in your playbook that stand out more than others, and that you put in front more than others. And on third down and medium, these plays look better versus Pitt then it would look better than against Florida. Why? Because Pitt is Pitt and Florida is Florida. They play different defenses. So you have plays that you've worked on maybe during fall camp when you're working on yourselves and not necessarily Bowling Green, but now you bring back out because, okay, Florida plays a lot of man-to-man. So remember all the rub routes and things like that we worked on in fall camp? Well, we didn't do it against Pitt because Pitt didn't play man-to-man across the board for 60 minutes. Florida does play man-to-man for 60 minutes across the board. Now we're going to roll out those those crossing route plays, and now when it's ran, people go, "Oh man, man, Hypo, man, Hypo ran those plays." You know, he was saving them. He wasn't saving them. He just didn't run them because he didn't have to against that particular defense. It wasn't like he was saving them. Like, oh man, you know, I got these, I got these fireworks, and I'm only saving them for the Fourth of July, or I'm only saving them for you know, you know, this this gender reveal party. <laughs> They they just work better versus a different opponent. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use them, and it's smart not to use them. You don't run a bunch of crossing routes and rub routes versus zone. It's pointless. So that's what's what it's more of. Like 
Not one time in my four years in Tennessee did Randy Sanders or, or David Cutcliffe go, all right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a meeting. He walks in with a box. He's like, guess what I got in here? I got this magical secret plays that I've been holding back in this box. All the plays that we didn't run in the first game because I was waiting on this week. I was waiting on the Bama week. I was waiting on the Florida week. No. It's those, it doesn't those, work that way. Right. And those type of plays that are uh, typically, you know, they, they wait until a particular moment to, to use a particular play are in certain situations, like uh, goal line situations, two-point conversions, uh, fourth and one plays. Got to have it plays are, are typically the type of plays that that – Josh Heupel will will reach deep into his bag of tricks to pull out. I think of uh, week one, Bengals-Vikings. I believe it was the the Vikings that the Bengals beat week one. I was watching Football Night in America uh, before the – wasn't that Rams-Bears? Wasn't that the Sunday night game that week? They they just got rid of Rodney Harrison, didn't they? Where'd he go? No, they they didn't get rid of him. They uh, they put him on site with uh, Jack Collinsworth. Okay. So they're they're at the – He's at the stadium. Okay, okay. Interview, like he he did an interview with Aaron Donald. I was so looking for him. He's on site, and they put Drew Brees in the studio. I was looking and, for him and put Rodney Harrison uh, on site. But uh, uh, what's the pro football guy? Mike Florio. Yes, he uh, he said that he spoke with with Joe Burrow uh, about uh, a fourth and one play that the Bengals converted when they had to have it. I think it was in overtime to set up the field goal, and Joe Burrow told Mike Florio that that particular play, they they practiced it all last season but never ran it and worked on it all throughout training camp. And what's funny is like that particular play, it was, it was an I formation, fourth and one, play action, play action pass, obviously. And, and uh, he hit C.J. Uzumama, um, C.J. Uzuma. Uh, the former Auburn tight end hit him on a on the left seam for the for the first down. It's like a thirty yard gain to set up the game winning field goal. And Joe Burrow said that they've been practicing that play for like a year and a half and never ran it in a game. And that when they did run it in practice, it was never successful. And not only was it never successful, but he hit C.J. Uzuma for for the big first down, and he was the third progression on that pass. There there was a tight end release to, to each flat, I, I think, or maybe one came on a crosser, I don't know. But CJ Uzuma was the third read on that play and he happened to be the guy that caught it and made the first down. So these like new plays that that you see uh whoever is calling plays pull out of their bag of tricks, it's it's typically in those type of situations when it's a two point conversion, when it's fourth and one, when you gotta have it plays, that's when uh, Josh Heupel reaches into his bag of tricks. It's, it's not going to be on second and five of the second possession of the game. He, he's going to run his offense. So to your point about Randy Sanders not coming in with, with a bag of, of new plays, that, that just doesn't happen. Teams will be vanilla against like Bowling Green and, and Tennessee Tech. But against Pittsburgh, like Tennessee in year one has to win that football game. So why would Josh Heupel hold back in that game? Yeah, it just, it just it just doesn't work that way. You game plan based on tendencies, um, based on what the defense is, is giving you. It's not like you're like, all right, man, we're going to say this one for week four. We're going to say this play for week six. Well, the team determines what you, what you run. 
So double moves, well, we're running it because we know that their corners are aggressive on jumping curls and jumping hitches. So it's not like we bring out new plays. It's just we're adjusting to a new opponent. All right, let's go to the phones. We got Jay. Jay, good morning. Swain, I just want to know, do you think the team and Josh Heupel pregame will be listening to the famed rap group Black Mob? Who? Oh, Swain. Swain doesn't know, Jay. Does he not know who Black Mob is? No, he doesn't know who Black Mob is. He, He obviously ain't. He ain't with the culture then, I guess. No, no. Might be a good this thing. This is uh, Andy's rap group uh, <laughs> from when he was in, in high school. And, and a couple years out of high school. Interesting. What what you think, Swain? I mean, you gonna, you going to give it a listen or what? No, I'm not interested. Black man. <laughs> like, at all. He also, oh, Andy also man. has a rap coach. This is why when people would be sending me, like, Little videos like look at this, look at the freestyle. Delete. Do I don't want a rap coach. I don't want to see it because it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, well, Biggie, Tupac, they all had rap coaches then. Andy must have the same one. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, they all. Yeah, they all got. They all got rap coaches. You know. Hey, uh, Black. Swain, I wouldn't hold your breath on these slants, man. I don't. I don't think oh Josh Heupel runs a lot of slants, my friend. I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. Well, you, uh, you may not, but, you know, there's other routes and other things you can do uh, in the passing game that that don't require throwing the ball 82 yards down the football field um, <laughs> that can get you ahead of the sticks. You know? I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, on first uh, down. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what do you think, guys? If, we, if, a, if, if a miracle happens here and we start hitting some deep balls, is this a fourth quarter game? Is this a? Are we still going to get blowed out? I mean, is it if we, you know, because right now we're not basically hitting on any. But if we, you know, if we start hitting on more deep balls consistently, can Tennessee even make this an interesting game? One thousand percent. Not even a question. If Tennessee hits on the deep ball, it's going to be a fourth quarter game that Tennessee can win. You think so? Man? I, I I do believe so. I, I do believe so. I don't I don't have a ton of faith in Emory Jones. He he has one good college game, and it, uh-huh. was, it was last week. And look, it was a heck of a game to to have your best game against freaking uh-huh. Alabama. Um, but they 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 lat, look. I'm not taking anything away from Florida's performance last week. They were awesome. They are a good team, but they have some deficiencies, and they they have some guys who who played the game of their life last week. Can they do it again? That that's the question mark. And uh, if if Tennessee can hit some some deep shots, I absolutely think it'll be a, a fourth quarter game. The question is, will Tennessee hit on uh, hit on some deep shots? It's weird with Heupel because I know you know he wants to be aggressive, he wants to spread the field. But if you look, there's some videos online of like statistical breakdowns of where he actually goes with football in the passing game, and he leaves a big chunk of the field, just really he doesn't use it that much. You know, a lot of his passes are to the sideline or straight down the field, and a lot of the stuff in the middle of the field, he just doesn't attack that area. And I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, if you want to get guys in space and let athletes make plays, I don't understand why he doesn't attack that area of the field more. I mean, that's something that, you know, you'd have to ask him as far as his philosophy. But it's just, You won't answer me that publicly. Thing, Counterproductive. He he wouldn't answer publicly. He didn't. No, he, he didn't wouldn't. like my uh, why was Joe Milton flat footed question after <laughs> uh, week one. He he didn't like hate it, but I, I mean obviously he's not going to go into to detail 
there, but you're you're spot on. Swain can Swain can talk about maybe why uh, Josh Heupel doesn't and what what are the disadvantages of not doing it. But there's only one intermediate pass that I charted from the Tennessee Tech game, and uh, going back to Pittsburgh, there are like five intermediate passes, and and intermediate passes are that ten to twenty yards down the field range. Everything is twenty yards plus or at the line of scrimmage on, on mm-hmm. some receiver screens or some short little zero to five yard routes. If mm-hmm. if we don't see it <clears throat> this game and you know this it, it's a theme because I mean after four games I think we can say it's a theme. Then mm-hmm. I think he he just believes they can't do it. Mm. Either it's either he doesn't believe that it's vital in his offense. You know why you don't do it or He's like, well, I'm not going to do something that we can't do. And that either is from the quarterback position, not being able to throw it accurately, or that's from the receiver's position, not being able to run it. So you're not going to run something that, that you're not confident that you can do. So those are the questions that will start to come up, and those answers will, will follow those questions after four games. Um, you know, it's understandable not to see it in the first game, every second game. You know, you're playing Tennessee Tech the third game. But if you're not running certain routes after four or five games – you just don't want to run them. And if you just don't want to run them, now it, it, your options kind of narrow down to either you're not good at it or you just don't like it. Well, Swain, they may not be good at it, but you have to wonder, does he not like it? Because he didn't really do it much at UCF either. Maybe, I, don't, I don't think it's in his offense. Quite yeah, frankly. maybe. But, I mean, he's going to answer that at some point. And, uh, listen, I know, I know offenses that don't like curl routes. They just mm. – they like they – like, Stops. They don't like curls. What's I like. The I know some offenses. Well, curls means I mean you're actually curling and coming back to the quarterback after your break. A stop is you just getting there, you just turning around, and stopping. I know some offenses don't run comebacks, um, where you run a comeback and uh, instead of curling towards the quarterback, you are you're turning your other shoulder and you're going towards the sideline in a 45 degree angle. I know some offenses that say we don't. We don't like that. We don't like to turn our shoulders. We would rather flip our inside shoulder and come back at an angle that's that's different than a normal comeback. So it just really depends on what offense that you're in. Um, people teach their routes differently. As long as it works, that's all that matters. So at some point, Josh Heupel is going to have to answer that question, you know, if he's not running certain routes. And I, I know that he's been really vanilla on some of his uh, some of his answers, pretty much all of his answers. But he's he's going to be asked those questions if the media is doing their job, if they're not seeing certain routes being ran in the game of football that normally are when you turn on the TV and you see these routes being ran all over pro and college level. I'll ask him. I'll ask him on Monday after we watch another game of handing the ball off, hooker running, deep shot, or receiver screen. Yeah, Do and, it, man. and it's not a situation. Where it's like oh. I will. Well, it's not like you say, "Oh, I got you. I got you." I'm about to ask you this tough question. It's, I think some coaches get defensive sometimes. They think the, the 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 media is trying to like get you, and sometimes they are. I think you can tell when a media member is trying to never. is trying to get you. But I think it. I think it's good for understanding and education. Mm-hmm. So fans can, all right, know what they're seeing, know what they're looking for. That's one thing I appreciate about Pruitt. You know, there's some times where he would, like, he would answer the questions and talk ball, and 
he would educate. Like, he yeah, would. but he would also do it in a in a rude. He would manner. do both. Now, I, he would I do both. I don't know how much you know about football. Yeah, he but would do this both. This is how we do it. Uh, he would do both. Just he like, would do it with a little slap in the face yeah, attached he, to it. Yeah, he would do both. He would do both. And you ain't getting any of it right now. But he would, you know, he would do both. You know, he would talk down to you, but he would also sometimes, you know, talk X's and O's, and uh, you will learn something. Well, Swain, you know nobody cares if you're winning, but if you're losing and they see, well, hey, we're not, why don't we ever use the middle of the field ever? You know, people are going to want to know. It's, it's not so much like get you, hey, what's, why do you think this way, Coach? Like, yeah, yeah. Just explain why, why you feel the way you feel about this. For sure, yeah. And, and you know, if fans can understand it, they'd be like, okay, you know, but uh, it, it's interesting. I, I don't, you know, Heupel's had a lot of success, but all I hear about is how simple – his offense is, and it's just like, well, that, that those two things oftentimes don't feel like they line up, you know, because yeah. you think if it was simple, it'd be easy to stop. Yep, yep. Hey, I played in a simple offense my last year and um, put up some put up some points, score, you know, had some yards. So um, it's, it's about execution and about the results. Speaking of results, you can get those results, man, at the Low T Center, uh, and I want to encourage you to make your health a priority uh, it's easier than you think at the Low T Center. It all starts with that comprehensive health assessment, so that way you know all of the numbers that are important to your health. So if you are feeling tired, grumpy, lack of motivation and drive, uh, you've noticed a weight gain or a loss in muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help determine the cause of your symptoms and will help to get you back to feeling your best. But again, guys, it starts with the quick and easy health assessment. It is covered by most health insurance. And now, Low T Center is offering the monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments so you can do those in the comfort of your own home uh, with the guidance from the Low T Center uh, professionals. Really, really simple, really, really easy. Go to Low T Center dot com for more information and to schedule your health assessment. Low T Center reinventing men's health care. Monday we'll be at Beatty Chevrolet. We'll be talking about a big orange dub. That's right. Hopefully. Blank them gators. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I'm gonna drain that little sissy pond. <laughs> Bunch of inbreds. Oh my goodness, man. It is Friday. It is Friday. So uh, join me if you are um, hanging around, hanging out at the at top of the uh, top of the day today, around twelve thirty. Uh, we will be rocking and rolling there. Uh, UT alumni. We have our countdown and kickoff for the Florida game, and uh, I'll be uh, chopping it up with Jabbar Davis. We have a pregame. A uh, show lined up for you, and um, today we'll get uh, a walkthrough on how to prep brisket from uh, George Ewart, dead end barbecue. The so, real Hollywood. Yeah, so the that will be on Countdown to Kickoff, uh, UT alumni, their Facebook page, also their YouTube page. I'll be hosting that at 1230. So uh, it'll be live stream, and I uh, hope to see everyone there uh, for... My man, Ben McKee. I am Jason Swain. Ben, you got to hit the airport here a little bit, don't you? Uh, tomorrow morning. 
tomorrow morning. Flying out bright and early. My flight leaves at 7.01 a.m. Oh. So I'll be up bright and early. Oh. Bright and early, bringing the, the great folks coverage of, of Tennessee's Big Orange W down in the swamp. We're going to wrestle them gators. We're going to shoot them, shoot them. We're going to have some gator meat for lunch. Stomp a hole into him. Oh my gosh, I hope so, man. I I hope so. I wanted for these players. I told Matthew Butler on Tuesday after Tennessee Prime, man. I said, man, I I just want y'all to experience what it's like to beat and beat in Florida, not only at home but beating them at their place, man. It's an experience like um, that you couldn't imagine, and uh, you'll be able to cherish it forever. Keep it with you forever. So I want these guys to experience that. I know they're working their butts off. Uh, I know they're putting in the, the grind and time. And I just wanted to pay off for them this, this weekend, man. It would be awesome for this program, for these players to experience that. So uh, no one's picking them. I'm not picking them. Ben's not picking them. But we ain't in the huddle. We're not in the locker room. So it don't matter what we think. It's about what those guys think and uh, looking in each other's eyes and believing, going out there and achieving the goal and doing it. Shock the world. That's what uh, we want them to do. 7 a.m. Monday, Betty Chevrolet will be back uh, to talk about it. Hope you have a great weekend, a safe weekend. Peace and love. We are out.